there we've got all the earnings season happening out of the US. Uh, some of the some of the flight to safety. Don't read too much into one day, and I'll show you why in just a second. You shouldn't read too much into just uh, one day. But there's been some. Uh, flight to safety, obviously, into healthcare and medical devices, which hadn't done that well for a while. I mean, they've been up and down. Uh, and you can see Alphabet got whacked. I think that's more to do with profit taking than any determination of their future. Meta got hit, not so bad. Uh, Microsoft, which beat all the numbers, uh, and th there's a headline I'll show you in a second. They beat all their numbers, and yet it still dropped. Okay. Uh, somebody saying stop, start, and gone. Apologies. I think there might be an IT problem at the uh, webinar jam end. So if there is, I apologize. Do let me know uh, uh, if you are having problems getting hold of me on here. Now, now, thank you, Mitchell from Minnesota, Carl from Hull uh, as well, Stockholm, Sean, of course, from Stockholm. Right, and Cisco's taking a hit. So let's have a deeper dive into some of these and which ones are doing well, why. Like I said, we don't want to read too much into a day, but this is instructive because sometimes when people are having a 12-month holding, they can often panic over a day's results and doubt themselves. And we need to put some of that into more of a perspective, which is what I'm going to do for you as well in this. By the way, we're getting into February, of course. Now, I wanted to give you some interesting uh, data on February. Okay, uh, as well. Great question, Rob. I'm going to answer that in a second. Uh, is this Feb's since 2020 have been pretty rubbish? Okay, in fact, out of the last four years, it's fallen, it's been one of the worst months. September's like bloody awful as well. Okay, so, um, yeah, it's been one of the worst months other than September. If you take out September, February is the worst month for the market, it doesn't mean it's going to happen again. By any means, huh, I was going to sneeze there. doesn't mean it's going to happen for sure, but I just thought I'd temper your excitement. So the other thing we're going to cover in this webinar is, you know, why people with their pensions at St. James's Place uh, are being screwed. And they've got 900,000 clients. I want every single one of their 900,000 clients because their clients are unhappy and we're taking their clients as it is uh, and for ourselves. So I just thought I'd mention that. Now, in terms of putting everything into a context, let's not forget, since 1947, bull markets, and this one started uh, at the end of 2022, so call it 2023, really, has risen only 34%, roughly. I'll show you the numbers in a second. Um, slightly over a year old. And on average, they tend to rise a lot more than that, and they tend to last a lot longer. Okay? Virtually every, actually, I think every single one, every single bull market since the Second World War, with the exception of 1947, has risen more than this one so far. So well, I might not call the end of the bull market just yet. Okay? I might not call... Um, uh, 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 Phil, I did say it could be a dodgy month. Thank you very much for remembering. I did say that. Uh, partly because, you know, we had a great 2023. January, they didn't start taking profits like they did in 2022. So it started me thinking, well, if you're not going to do it in January, which I thought they might. I really did. I didn't know which way January would go. I really didn't. I thought, okay, February, maybe this is the month. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying I'm tempering my exuberance. Okay, that's all. Uh, but I'm saying that we should get through a down February if we have a down February and into a stronger few more months because statistically, that's what happens. Uh, statistically, it's what 
tends to happen, right? Now, that's one aspect, statistics, and I know it's a very small sample size, so you don't want to rely on it too much. Uh, the other things I'm going to do in this webinar, just so you know, I'm going to talk about, I mentioned St. James's Place and the problems there. Pension low returns over one or five years, how might we uh, improve that? And we took a sample of 100 forms that we'd received, and this is how what percentage mentioned these things. IFA, or wealth manager, clueless or useless, or words to that effect. I don't know how to sack my IFA. That comes up a lot. The polite British would rather lose money to an IFA than sack them. It's just how we are. You know, if somebody stabs us and we say, excuse me for my body being in the way, we're just ridiculously polite. Uh, I've never done it myself, and that's, again, some people are worried about that. So I'm going to try and simplify this part and empower you. I'm going to give you the data to empower you as well. Uh, and, of course, this comes up a lot. My FA does spray and pray with dozens of funds. Yeah, of course they do. Um, this is price to forward earnings. Now, I've been saying this for a couple of years. The market's expensive. So what? We made a killing in 2023. Just because it's expensive doesn't mean you don't go in the market. What that means is you're paying $31, if it's Microsoft, you're paying $31 for a Microsoft share where you're expecting in the future each share will generate uh, uh, $1 of expected profit. So for every dollar of future profits that the market is expecting of Microsoft, the share price is $31. In the case of Broadcom, for every dollar, it is $21.68. NVIDIA, $29. Apple, $26. Now, if this was the only way you uh, needed to measure the market and the direction it's going in, we'd all be rich because we just pick the greens, which are the cheap ones and not the reds. It's not the only measure of valuation and valuation is not the only thing that moves the market, which is why all of last year I'd been saying energy is uh, ex uh, cheap and banks are cheap, but I didn't buy any of them. And I was in the technology companies and made a killing on those because you don't just say, oh, well, I'm only going to look at one theory, valuation. And I'm going to ignore everything else. I'll just wait for the market to come and it'll come around and agree with me. The market's not that rational. It's not going to do that. We need to look at value, growth, income, momentum, a whole gamut of things, and then determine which ones we want to own rather than impose our own theories on the market or think we're going to outsmart it. I'm not thinking I'm outsmarting it. I'm riding the coattails of the market. I'm not outsmarting it. Uh, okay. And we'll have a look at these telecom services as well because they're quite interesting. And we'll look in this webinar as to whether healthcare is the place to put some money. And of course, whether energy and banks, given they're cheap, is the place to have some money as well. And is it time to get out of some of the tech? I'll answer all of those questions. This is a broad overview, way too small for, for you to see on the screen, I know. But the reason I started doing this as a new thing is just to show you in one way that's the standard and pause and how much it's gone up since in 2023 which is that much okay uh all of last year that's how much it's risen this is since 2023 the nasdaq the the cube the triple Q's, okay? This is Microsoft over that period. And if you want to zoom in and look at the numbers, it's, you know, from 246 to 408. Not quite a 100% return, but bloody hell. Uh, that's Apple, which actually for a while now has been since about July of last year, been going sort of sideways. Uh, this is Amazon, and look at how that's been doing. And you can see the direction. You can sort of see what I'm saying in Alphabet over the past uh, year and uh, uh, and so, okay. Uh, some of these I've done closer time frames. That's just since October. That's since August. Uh, uh, and this is only in December and how NVIDIA's shot ahead. But the point is, 
things have been on a rip. I mean, sooner or later, even you would say, if you're looking at a roulette table, you're sitting opposite, so maybe roulette table is not the right one. You're sitting opposite someone, and you're thinking, sooner or later, they're going to take money off the table. I need to get there before they do. And look at this, it keeps going up. There's, there's, I'm sure there's a game we could play whereby, liars poker, whereby we come up with numbers, and sooner or later, I go, right, bank it. I want to take it. That's, I think a bit of what's going on at the moment, especially when you've got that much money to pocket. So what's our strategy? If we're longer-term investors, it's going to be different to shorter-term. And by the way, one of the other things that I'm going to show you in this is some of the shorter-term. I'm going to show you, for instance, with the FTSE at the moment, actually, surprisingly, since January, there's a buy signal uh, on that. The, each one of these bars happens to be four hourly. So I'll show you a bit of this as well. On Amazon, this is one-hour bars, and you can see the downward pressure at the moment after weeks of it rising uh tesla falling off a cliff well that had been the case for well for ages now actually and as you know we got out in september october so we'll look at some of these momentum plays on there and see where the clues are and what's moving why and whether there's anything to think about so we're not just going to look at charts we're going to look at value growth income as well now you will know if you follow me why i want to tick the value box the growth box the income box because as i just showed you the market does not necessarily move on just valuations alone or just on growth or just on income. Your IFA at St. James's Place is trying to flog you multitude of funds from multitudes of return, uh, regions so he can spray and pray the bloody everything. So he's want to say, oh, buy a value fund, buy a, uh, a US fund, buy a growth fund, buy an income fund. Oh, look, that one did well. I know that one didn't, but that at least did. So they've got the excuses lined up. Well, actually, why don't you just have once portfolio of stocks which tick the value, so undervalued companies, i.e. cheap based on profitability, revenue growing, dividend yielding, because we know all these factors influence stock price moves, but they don't guarantee a stock, stock price move up. And there are exceptions, of course, when at times they don't uh, like 2022, when even then they don't move down. And of course, if something is expensive, like a Microsoft, the fact that it's growing a lot will outweigh that it's expensive and you still get an overall higher score. That's the way I approach it. Similarly with Crokey, which is used by Goldman Sachs Wealth Management uh, for their richest clients. We want those numbers to be in the top quartile. So I'll touch upon some of these things as well. And we want momentum ticked. We want Sortina, which is high average return for the volatility you're taking so for the risk you get a good size return and alpha is that performance of the market we want all those to be green across 10,000 companies and narrow that down into a portfolio of about 20 and then watch it okay so let's simplify my approach so let's look at what's happened over the past week right across the board over the past week actually despite for alphabet's falls and so on and meta they've had such a good rise and netflix has been going through the roof there's still quite a lot of uh, uh returns that these companies have been holding on to not tesla uh and it's been quite broad based so let's now narrow down to see where the money's being made and by the way exchange traded funds which as i said i will do separate videos on in due course on my youtube and my uh telegram channels as well have a look at arpishpatel.com forward slash links to have a look at those i want to drill down to individual stocks okay market year to date NASDAQ's up 3.8%, the Dow up 2%, the UK markets are losing your pension money. Simple as that. And where's the money coming from? Actually, it's coming from communications companies. I'm not that I'm looking at sectors top down. I'm just explaining, as a matter of fact, where the money's coming from, where what's driving the gains and tech. Okay, they are the major ones with a bit of financials thrown in. Now, it doesn't mean that will continue being the way. A uh, bit of healthcare thrown in as well. doesn't mean that will continue being the case. 
but it's nice to know okay where's the money going where where is which sectors is it coming from and we need to turn that into well what should i do alpesh with my holdings and where's the opportunities that's what i'm going to turn it to in a second okay thank you chris and everyone else i'm going to can't hear any more or see video buggy yeah sorry about that uh, it's not me, I'm afraid. Oh, spray and pray means they just buy a whole load of stuff. They spray your money amongst 50 different funds, and each fund has 100 holdings. So you've got 5,000 holdings, and they pray one of them will go up. Whereas, obviously, if you pick in concentrated amounts because you know what you're doing, then you make more money. Uh, so momentum, in terms of styles, momentum has been doing well, of course, and so has value. Uh, sorry, the colors can be a bit sort of iffy because there's just so many colors. But growth has been doing well and momentum. Okay, growth and momentum. This is exactly why we tick every box. Because if the market decides, oh, we're going to put our money in momentum, well, we've ticked that box because we look at momentum. We want to tick that as a green. Oh, no, we're going to go for value. Oh, well, we've ticked value, growth, income. Oh, no, we want growth. Fine, we've ticked that. So the stocks that we have, because they tick all the boxes, should bubble up, there's no guarantees in the market, should bubble up to the top. And it works rather well. It avoids us having to gamble on what's the theme. Whereas your St. James's Place fund manager will say, well, you better have a large cap value fund and a mid cap value fund. And while you're at it, buy one of our small cap value funds. Oh, on the top shelf, we've got the small cap growth. Have a bit of that and have a bit of this and throw this in and throw that in. And then they'll send you a weekly report, which looks like this and say, well, your momentum did rather well. We were very, rather clever picking that, weren't we? And these are the three. And then they'll make some blah, blah, blah noise about the others at the bottom. Now, let me tell you, I've got a master's degree in economics from the number one university in the world. And I can tell you those fund managers are bloody clueless. All right. Now, markets, one year, NASDAQ, 43% UK markets. And this is why we've got a lot of people leaving St. James's Place and joining Migrate Investments Program because they're getting 4% with them. You can get more with a wise bank account. All right. Kind of just letting you know. <clears throat> NASDAQ. S&P. Simple. I'm just riding the coattails of where the money's going and what's growing. This happens to be the S&P stocks over the last, the top 10 over the last month. Doesn't mean I bought them. Uh, we'll talk about some of these. I think we're going to talk about NVIDIA. I don't necessarily own these. I, um, Netflix, we're going to talk about, not because it's on this list. I'm just showing you this list. I'm just saying on this list, we'll talk some of them. I'm showing this list out of interest. Uh, okay. Uh, Palo Alto Networks on the cybersecurity front, I think it's overbought. I remember looking at that, and I wish I could get in, but I can't. My friend Nikesh Arora, who's the chief executive, runs it. We used to be on the board of the world's largest entrepreneur mentoring organization together a few years ago, which I'd co-founded. And asked him to join the board of, but now he's uh, CEO of Palo Alto Networks. And recently, on the front cover of uh, Fortune or Forbes, as a billionaire, you know what happens when your friends become billionaires, don't you? Uh, yeah, a little bit of you dies. S and P five hundred stocks. So these are the worst performers, and you've seen Teslas in there. Well, I'm glad we got out in October, then, aren't I? And we'll look at that chart in just a second, anyway. Uh, with the others, got nothing to add at the moment. I'm just showing you this data, just showing you what's happened over the past month. So I, I wanted to show Western Digital, not one that I own, not one that I own in terms of there's a lot of stuff out there. This monthly MACD, which is the blue line, should do this. It's done it before. It's not one I own. It's not one I'm necessarily recommending. I'm just saying where some money has been flowing in recently and ones that I've not spoken about before. Now, 
That could easily, of course, do this. It could be, we could be at this level. It could just be a repeat of this. You get there and then you drop off. So how are we going to protect against that? It's not one that I own. It's not one that I would own, partly because I'd be worried it's going to be too overbought and it's going to fall down again. And it's been going sideways for too long, which is partly why I wanted to show it. Do not just go into momentum alone. That's why we don't just look at momentum. We don't just look at what are Goldman Sachs saying and Barclays and Cantor Fitzgerald and everybody else. And just because they're saying, I don't care. In actual fact, I think there's a classic example of where people will chase momentum, it'll peak, and then it'll fizzle out, as it has always done time and time again. Okay, this is, again, why we take a holistic approach of not just looking at charts, we're looking at valuation, growth, income, cash flow, Sortino uh, as well. Uh, for the FTSE 350, which some of you might be interested in, not for me, uh, those are the big performers, don't go into momentum. None of those are on any of my list to buy. And you can see here the banks in the UK getting smashed uh, as well. So that's over the past month and some of the poor performers. I don't know what's happened with watches in Switzerland. If anybody knows why it's dropped 50% and whether I should buy watches from them or not, probably not. So how's the S&P? This is what we really want to know and what concerns us. So we're at an all-time high. Okay. The monthly, you can see it there, is the blue dotted line. Okay. It's this blue dotted line. And it's rising. It's halfway between being oversold, which is down here. And when it does that, well, it hasn't been that for bloody ages. But when it does do that, there's room for it to go up and do that. And halfway between being overbought, <clears throat> if I can find my blooming mouse, uh, and being overbought, all right, which is when it could get toppy and start collapsing. And given that it's halfway there, maybe if it was there, then we've still got a bit to go. So I'm not too worried, bottom line. FTSE 100, 2016 levels it's at, might start climbing. Often when it does this, it sort of kisses it and goes down before moving. So anyway, at the moment, I'm neutral on the UK. Uh, this is still strong. I mean, NASDAQ 100 is still strong, Okay. That is still making new highs, despite what you've just seen with AI. And even if February's a down month, it won't re it'll be a blip in the bigger scheme of things. Okay, so that's pretty positive. I'm positive. What about Apple? Well, it looked like a big drop when you look at it in one day terms, but it's still well above this. And Bank of America on the 18th of January said they see a 20% upside. I mean, that's neither here nor there. So it is sort of ooh, a bit worryingly flat, but that's neutral. Remember, with the monthly MACD, I repeat myself every time, okay, if it's rising, that's positive. If it's sideways, it's an amber warning. If it's falling, it's a double amber. If it falls below its own uh, uh, signal line, which is its own moving average, which is like it did here, below the yellow. If the blue falls below the yellow, then that's definitely a warning sign, and I usually don't want to be in. I mean, I don't think I've ever been in when that happens. Okay, so at the moment, neutral, fine, nothing to do. I'll wait. Highest analyst, 250. Uh, Alphabet, this is not going to be on the public one. This will be on the private one for those on the Great Investments Program. Uh, okay, now, where are we on Microsoft? Now, again, looking a bit toppy, so I'm on alert. Nothing for me to do. It might be just like this, where dips off and goes up, and I suspect it is going to be a bit like that. The weekly MACD is rising anyway, which is always a bit more positive, which might help take it higher before it does this and the worry will be it'll do this so maybe it has a down february and then goes back up and then we'll worry what to do uh but i suspect that if somebody said right 
what do you think is going to happen? I think it's like this. So I think we're sort of here. We might get a little bit of a dip down before we get a dip up. That's all. So anyway, oh, bottom line, you know, the question with that and with Apple. <clears throat> okay, I'll push. Are you buy, hold, or sell? Well, I'm not sell, as you know, as yet. I continue holding. Would I buy more? It is Wednesday. Uh, well, I'd wait till my Friday broadcast to decide whether to buy more Apple or not. Simple as that. Simple as that. Similarly with this, and call that the Apple strategy, would you buy, hold, or sell? Well, I continue holding what I own. I wouldn't sell at the moment. I'm not that risk averse. Would I buy more uh, at this level? Mm, you know, they had great numbers. They had great numbers. At a push, I'm half divided between. If I'm risk-loving, I would buy more. I'm fairly risk-loving. Uh, but if you're risk averse, you'd wait till my Friday broadcast and then make your decision then. Okay. Uh, Amazon will be on the uh, private channel for the Great Investments Program. Well, nice to see Disney wake up at last. Remember, we got in as a special situation, then it dipped, then it rose, and that's quite instructive. Not everything I pick immediately goes up, but it's now resuming upward. So thank you very much on a special situation. Don't forget, as well as St. James's Place, I go through all the pensions, loads of pensions which are popular, like how Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust lost 50% of people's pensions, how Fundsmith did the same because they can't go into cash. Uh, so that's on the YouTube channel, uh, rpshpatel.com forward slash links. You'll find it there. So let's have a look at nvidia now nvidia is a really good instructive one if you don't learn anything else learn this okay and how it's doing uh maria uh thank you i will come back to all the other questions as well uh, uh now that's just been rising and rising did i know it was going to rise this much no of course i didn't i mean if i knew it was going to rise that much i would have gone to ladbrooks and said make me odds that's going to go up you know from when we picked it 160 not well more now what is that i don't know 200 odd percent some crazy levels we have the same rule that we've always had if it falls x we will sell y i keep repeating myself uh, uh and what y is for you depends on your risk appetite so if x is say 10 percent 15 percent 20 percent and then 25 well y become and that's x2 and that's X3, and that's X4, then I'm not going to do all these bloody numbers. Uh, then by the time it drops 25%, you definitely want to be all out. Uh, but you decide on your risk appetite, whether you want how much you want to sell when it drops 10%. If you're very risk averse, you might say 100% of it. If you're not, you might as well sell half of it at that point, then I'll keep an eye on it. As Warren Buffett says, put all your eggs in one basket, watch the basket. Um, the, the warning I give you, it is overbought, but then it's been overbought for bloody ages. Now, on this, am I selling right now? No, there's no reason to. Am I holding? Yeah. Would I buy more? No, I've told you for ages. I'm worried about it being overbought. You might say, no, I want to buy it for strategic reasons. I'll push up to you, but still use this exit, knowing that you not, you're not sitting on the cushion I am of a 200% gain in your pension portfolio on NVIDIA. Tesla, well, we got out, as you know, when the market bottomed there and then it rose and you could have argued, oh, you should have stayed in longer. Well, no, because it was a special situation, which we bought in January of last year, made our hundred and whatever percent return on it, 150 percent return, got out when it dropped here. Uh, and no, was it? Yeah, 100 percent return, 80 ish to 190 ish. And now it's falling off a cliff. Uh, and now it really is looking not very good at all. Now, how much will it fall? I don't know. It might fall 1% more. It might fall all the way down to here. I don't know. We're not in it anyway, so I'm not sweating it. And if we look at 
if I look at my trading software side of this and Tesla on the daily, well, actually on the 10th, what is that? The 10th of January, it was quite clear it was going to fall off. But you could argue, well, why didn't you know in the December? Well, actually, we got out in bloody October. I just wanted to ease out of some of the more volatile positions. I don't like holding too many volatile positions. And Tesla, and anybody will tell you, is actually quite volatile. Not good for my digestion. Okay, Meta, that's going to be on the private client channel service now as well. Um, some of the special situations, like Intel, that's been a year, so that's out. Now, you might say you look at Intel and recently had uh, earnings which weren't that great. This is one of the reasons why I say you hold for 12 months, okay? You want to pick the kind of company which when you bought it in on February 14th, this is uh, a screenshot from my um, Great Investments Program private Telegram channel. When you buy it, it's oversold, it's undervalued, it's growth company, though, with dividend yields. And like an unripened fruit, it's unripened. And by the end of it, it's ripened and you want to get rid of it. Okay, that's the whole idea. And therefore, that should happen within 12 months. Uh, or, as I said, you've got the rule anyway, if it drops X, sell Y. And I'll show you more of that stuff in a moment. What about Netflix? Where are we on Netflix? Now, before I go into Netflix, you should interpret this yourself. In fact, put it into the chat box. I want you to interpret Netflix. Okay. So as you can imagine, now remember when I said this about Netflix, when it was there, I made it very clear. I don't own it. I'm not buying it because I can't buy everything. And I wanted to make that point. I will talk about companies I don't own or buy because I can't buy everything. And I said, it's had some great figures. Uh, let's put a projection. And of course, it is well on the way to that projection, right? Why? How, Alpesh? Well, it was one of our special situations. We have two types of selections. A proof filtered list, that means value, growth, income, cash flow, Sortino, alpha, everything ticked. Really simple, and my students pick off that. Or special situations, they narrowly missed the approved filtered list. You didn't quite get into Oxford, but the momentum strong and the projection forward over 12 months will give me at least 20 to 40% return, and it's achieved that gain before. So what did it need? It needs rising monthly MACD, nearly on the approved filtered list. I nearly ticks every single value growth income box. Projection would give me at least 20 to 40% in a year. And that angle of growth, it's done before. Well, it had it done it here and it's done it here. It tends to do it quite a bit. All right. And what about Alpish if it falls off a cliff? Well, that's fine. We've got the rule. You hold for 12 months or if it drops X, you sell Y. Boom. Job done. Okay. Excellent. All the due diligence you need uh, done. Now, it's getting close to being overbought, uh, but there's no scope for a potential buy due to momentum. Yeah, I think that's brilliant, Liam. Um, uh, okay, Mac is high, will go down. Um, it will eventually, but not quite yet. It's, it's I think, it's still got room, and I'd use... So how would you use the way to get out? I wouldn't use necessarily the MACD as the determining point. I would say... Uh, this and trying to watch that every day. I just say, well, if it drops X, I'll sell Y based on my risk appetite. Okay. Is Netflix entering overbought territory? Yes, indeed. Overbought, but we still hold it. Now, this is important as well. What you need to understand is wait a minute, Alpesh, you're not just using the charts. You use value, growth, income, cash flow, Sortino. This narrowly missed ticking all your boxes, but why are you still using the charts? And are you watching these every day? No, we can continue holding something which is overbought for a long period of time to make money. Until it falls X, we won't sell Y. And X and Y are dependent on our risk appetite. Uh, would you suggest making a note of the price you buy out to figure out when to sell? Yeah, so Chetan, when you're a beginner, I say you're holding for 12 months. You put a little Excel spreadsheet together, which says on it, buy price, high price since you bought it, 
today's price and has it dropped x percent from the high and then you want to know when to exit now that's not trading because you might only need to do that once per stock in your portfolio in a year paypal still stinks good example of something which to show you not everything goes up look at that just sideways just sideways uh and it's not even broken out through that i mean sooner or later somebody's either going to make a takeover bid for it because it's at multi or they're going to sack their management. The fund managers and the shareholders are just going to get pissed off and say management is just absolutely rubbish. Oh, by the way, I've got a whole series of why your pension fails. Scottish Investment Trust, and I rate a whole bunch, one out of five, and so on. And it's on YouTube. We've hit a million views. We achieved that on the January the 1st. Okay, I say we because th there's a team who put stuff together for me and all the data. So I've got to share the credit with them. I'm not going to name them. I'm going to share the credit anonymously with them popular with hedge funds not for me general electric now i've been showing this just educationally uh hedge funds this is popular we'll see who's right hedge funds or me because i think that's overbought and that could do this but it's very popular with uh hedge funds at the moment and it continues rising i might be wrong which is fine i would rather be wrong on something i don't own than of course wrong on it and own it <laughs> obviously okay so I don't have to be right on everything, but we'll see what happens. Now, I mentioned this, and I said from this point, I've got a special situation projection on it. I said it's one I don't own. I said it's popular with hedge funds. Not for me, I said, because I can't own everything. Um, and indeed, I don't know whether it's you guys who've pushed it up. But anyway, and indeed, it's shot up a bit. Okay, so, I mean, still a while to go, but we're looking for this to happen. We'll see. I mean, maybe you'll make it famous. I don't know the company. I don't know what they do. I have not looked at what they do. I looked at their value, growth, income, cash flow, Sortino Alpha. It was nearly good. Hedge funds, it was popular with. I thought I'll do it as an educational tool uh, to show you. Thank you, Chris Cole. Yeah, absolutely. I like your analysis. So wait for a pullback, if not in already. Uh, no, Derek, that's you've been watching too many magazines, reading too many magazines. Why wait for a pullback? Either it's buy, hold, or sell. Um, I think we're talking about Netflix still, aren't we? Let's have a look at that. And, and then this is worrying because sometimes private investors do this and, and they either it's worth buying now or it's not. Okay. So if we look at something like that now, is that a buy, hold, or sell? And I don't actually happen to own it. I mean, let's take another example, something which I do own because it makes it a bit easier. Let's take NVIDIA. Okay, let's take NVIDIA and let me clear so you can, I like to inform as well as educate on these and entertain. I'll do a dance in a minute. So would I hold? Yes, I've explained why. Would I sell? No, I explain why. Would I buy more at this level? No, because I'm worried about that. Okay, simple as that, overbought. I don't say, well, I'll wait for a pullback before getting in. Well, no, that's, that's, something else that might be a month from now two months and have a look at it in a month and then decide whether it's a buy wholesale does it tick all your value growth income cash or sortino alpha boxes at that point then you might buy it's just a buy it's not a pullback or buy it is either just a buy hold or sell at any given moment not well i like it but maybe i like it cheaper and i'll wait uh if that makes sense okay in a way you're sort of right but not in the that terminology uh, the terminology is just wrong. By the way, I think, I don't know if I told you guys this, and if I'm repeating myself, oh, I don't mind. I have now got the blue tick on TikTok, and I can tell you what, it's e it's harder getting that than it is either an OBE or getting into Oxford, okay? Bloody hell, that's difficult. Uh, they waited till I got 281,000 followers, so 
you know, feel free. Uh, like I said, on YouTube, I have got all of these, and there's a bunch of funds that I've looked at. And if you want your fund analyzed and why they're rubbish, look, there's a basic reason. I'm going to teach you what that reason is. Actually, I'm going to show you uh, exactly why fund managers will necessarily uh, lose you money, while they'll necessarily lose you money, and why they might be good, good for a week or two, but not more. And I'm going to show you exactly why. Okay, I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to show you, and I've done this case study a million times before. I'm going to show you the case study of Meta. Okay, this is Meta. This is 2022. Now, as you know, if you've watched me and if you've read my books, and I've been saying it for 24 years, and I've said it on my Bloomberg TV show and my Financial Times columns, okay, often enough. So it's not something I've just woken up to this morning, right? We had to get out of that, as I said in Telegram, my Telegram channel, because the monthly MACD fell below its signal line. And that's not a good place to be in on the whole. The odds are against you and you are unlikely to succeed. So we had to get out then. Okay, we had to get back in there, uh, in January because it was oversold. The MACD flattened and started to rise. And it, this was on our approved list of value growth and blah, blah, blah. So we got that gain. The reason Scottish mortgage lost 50% of your pension, as did so many others, and they deliver you poor returns, is when the market is rising like it was here, they will crow about what geniuses they are. But in a rising market, all boats rise. In a rising tide, all boats rise. So they're not geniuses. Everything's going up. Or as Warren Buffett put it, when the tide goes out, you see who's swimming without any shorts. And they were swimming without shorts in those funds because they can't sell. And this is why fund managers are built to fail, they can't sell the stocks. They have to hold 95% in equities. And when there's nothing in equities to hold because hardly anything's going up, like in 2022, and it only happens once every six years, you're buggered because they've got to handcuff you into the market. We could hold cash that year and tell clients on the Great Investments Program, hold cash. Now, why was that so important? This is a very good extreme example because snakes and ladders. On the way up on the markets, the markets take the stairs. It takes bloody ages building up that profit hard work. On the way down, the market takes the elevator. You're screwed before you even know it. So I tell uh, clients of mine, watch the markets, watch my weekly updates once a fortnight, check your portfolio, your pension portfolio for five minutes, once a fortnight. That's all you need to do. This took you back more than six years. You lost six years worth of pension growth. But worse still, when it then went up 250% the year after, you got none of that benefit because you were just paying for this drop. So over 18 months, you got 0%. Okay, that's how bad a fall is. It's a double whammy. It takes you all the way back to the start of your bloody life and your pension. And when there are great gains, you still end up with 0% over after one of the greatest years that's been. Now, this is, yes, an extreme example, but it is a mirror example of the S&P and the NASDAQ and everything else. Okay, so fund managers are very easy for me to criticize because they are built to fail because they necessarily can't one in six years go into cash. So for five years, they'll talk about how wonderful they are and they'll get an army of ambassadors uh, on social media saying, oh, no, Scottish mortgage and fundsmith. Oh, my God, they're absolute geniuses. And people like me and people like Warren Buffett, we just wait and wait and wait until the market drops and then they lose 50% of your mortgage uh, of your pension, rather, you're buggered. And I do the videos and say, well, this is why. And in the interim, actually, they they give you, they put so little money anyway in Meta that you only made 4% over a year. Okay. And that happens. By the way, I'm also, in terms of personal news, on uh, a top voice on LinkedIn. Do connect with me on LinkedIn. I'll tell you why. Uh, because I have got uh, uh, on there some uh, articles that I've just put up. 
Okay, so if you connect with me on LinkedIn, connect as in follow. Um, only clients I'll accept their network, but everyone else can follow and read what I'm doing. But for clients, so I've done another one with uh, Jupiter Asset Management. Now this is what I love about the asset management industry. Okay, uh, I love this. It's so bloody hilarious. So this is Jupiter uh, Asset Management, right? This is their India fund manager. I don't know Avinash uh, Vazrani. Okay, he's Indian by the look of the tan on his face and the surname. I'm taking a big bet here. But this is what I love about the bloody asset management industry. So he's talking about India. He's running an India fund, right, at Jupiter. Uh, he's clearly not written the market update. Or if he has, he's a freaking idiot. Because he's asking whether the current prime minister uh, will secure a third term as president. Well, India does have a president, and it has a prime minister. The prime minister is not about to secure a third term as president because he's not even bloody secured a first or second term as president because he's not president. He's the prime minister. Now, either Jupiter are writing this bullshit for this guy or this guy's a prize idiot. I suspect he's not a prize idiot. I suspect when they've got your money, they give so little shit about your money that they'll write crap like this, let alone what they're doing to your money. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, do follow me on. Um, LinkedIn, okay, and uh, you'll see more insights like that. Actually, you'll see you'll see the updates on the various funds. Shocking! Uh, if they're making money, they're bloody doing it by luck in a rising market. You can see that they're certainly not doing it because they've got half an ounce of freaking sense, right? Uh, anyway, client reviews have been wonderful. Thank you, Darren Payne and everybody else. Uh, that's me on my soapbox. How? do you weigh Sortino croquis when making decisions on a sock? Brilliant question. Let me show you. Brilliant question. What's, sorry, I have to lick, lick down because I have on my desk, um, unlike most people who might look at, um, who, who, check this, come on, uh, approved list. Uh, unlike most people who will click a button and a mouse, I actually have a physical set of buttons which open things. So I click a button and an application opens. Um, and in this case, one of the most important things to show you is 12 months, has it dropped 25% or not? Am I risk of this? Now, that's just reminding you about all of that. Okay, weekly update. Remember, what do I do with my cash? I'm still around here, which is largely investing in my further filtered list. You know, the stocks that I've said I'm not getting out yet. Um, let's look at I need all of these to be green. This is going to be out of date by tomorrow because February the 1st. Okay, but if you look at all this, this shows you how many stocks we go through to sift that through. The weighting is this. Value growth income. Value, we know from the three economists we rely on, and I've written about it in my various books, and I say 18 books published by the Financial Times and Paul Grove Macmillan, not self-published, right? So value we know is twice as important as growth for moving stock prices, and growth is twice as important as dividend deals for moving stock prices. So in that algorithm, value growth income, uh, the, they're weighted on those ratios, those proportions, okay? And then everything's marked out of 10, and it's got to be green. 7, 8, 9, or 10, it's got to be green. Croquis is from Goldman Sachs Wealth Management. Momentum, I want that to be green. I need Sortino to be green. I need Alpha. So I just need them to be green. It is not that there's a weighting. They need to be green. That's it. Bottom line. Either you are or you're not. You've got to be good enough or you're not. I don't say, eh, you're a little bit shit, but I'll let you get through. The only time we do that is with value, growth, and income. With everything else, equal weighting, as it were. 
uh, on that. But thank you. Brilliant question. I can return to some of those uh, as we go through. So I want to address some of these problems and come back to some of the stocks and some of the momentum, sort of intersperse it. So these are the things that people have said that they're pissed off with, uh, with their uh, managers. And that might be you. Let me know if you are and, and let me know who you're with as well. Is there an easy way to work out Sortino? Well, the formula is on the internet. Uh, but it's really getting the data. The data tends to come from stock market and stock exchanges. Uh, problem, you and your IFA spray and pray, i.e. you throw darts at a dartboard and hope. There's no strategy, underperformance, and these are IFAs, and they've put it in dozens of funds. And this might be a lot of you. People are holding on too long. They don't know when to let go. And I don't want you looking at your portfolio every day. I think it's your pension. Can you look at it for five minutes every two weeks at least? It's your pension. You're working your ass off, I'm assuming. Okay, I'm just making that assumption because, and if you're not working your ass off and making loads of money, please let me know what profession you're in. Must be mine. But other than mine, please do let me know which it is actually even in mine. It's bloody hard work. Uh, IFA giving 0% returns when the NASDAQ's up 55%. That's what's happening. This is what's happening. IFA is giving 0% return when the NASDAQ's up 55% and people too scared to sack them. And people wasting a lot of energy and confusion because they don't know what to do. You've got to simplify it into you need to make sure you look at value, growth, income, cash flow. Sortina's been mentioned. Let me explain what it is. Imagine two cricketers both get 50 runs on average. That's their average performance. That's their mean. What if one gets 50 every game, but the other one gets a century or a duck? Okay, one has a higher Sortino because one is consistent. The other one has a large downside volatility. Okay, both have the same performance. So looking at performance alone is not good enough. We need a high reward to risk. We need to make sure the downside uh, element is limited and that we are consistently getting those returns. That's why Sortino is important. Now you might think, shit, that's the most important thing there is. Arguably, between that and the alpha, alpha is the ability to asymmetrically outperform the market. In other words, you do better when the market rises than the market, and when it falls, you still do better. That's asymmetry. If it was symmetrical, it would be called beta. You want those two things. It's from the hedge fund industry. I set up my fund in 2004. It's from the hedge fund industry. You want those things. Uh, and we all have them in, in my industry. If you pay, put all my team in one room, they would look. Well, they wouldn't look anything like that. I would look like this. That would be my desk. Okay, They wouldn't look anything like that. So it's 40% then after all of this. Now, I mentioned croaky. I mentioned cash return on capital investment. Now, let me show you how many stocks don't make my system. None of these make my system because they're not green all across the board. They all have to be green. None of these are. Okay? So you can see why so many get thrown out. They get rejected. It's like getting into the top university or, I don't know, what's really good to get into uh, nowadays? Would you all want to get in? Well, you know, getting into the Carlton Club. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but, you know, getting into some kind of place where very few people can get in. Soho House. No, I'm joking, honestly. I don't know. I don't know what, what what's exclusive. Annabelle's. So what happens? You need all of those to be green. And I'm happy to get rid of 10,000 companies. So what is uh, Crokey? So Crokey was invented by Deutsche Bank. It's used by Goldman Sachs Wealth Management. They found that Companies, the R&D division of Goldman Sachs, their quantum division, discovered that companies in the top quartile, the top 25% by cash return on capital invested, produced as a basket of stocks 30% per annum. Not every stock in the basket, not every basket every year. So we knew we had to tick that box, it's 30%. And I thought, why would 30%, 30%, where are they getting this from? And then you think, well, it's Goldman Sachs, wealthiest clients in the world. They obviously are going to ask for a high return. Otherwise, the clients are going to bugger off to JP Morgan. Rich people, when they get rich, don't think I want a piss poor return. They think I still want a really big return so I can be richer than the other rich people. Who knew? You know? 
but yeah, they still want ridiculously high returns. Like I said, my friend Nikesh Arora, he's a billionaire. He still works at Palo Alto Networks as their CEO. And his rate of return is significantly better than 30%. Doesn't think, oh, I think I'll retire now. He's exactly my age, but uh, I think I'll retire now. You don't. They just want more or they're doing it. Well, by then, they're not doing it for the money, though, because there's a limit to what, what the frick you're going to do with that much money. You're just doing it because you enjoy it or a Warren Buffett or whatever. They still want high returns. If the market now, so it's 40% then realistic, only if these 10 conditions are met. What are they? If there's a market tailwind like 2021, 2023, is there going to be one in this year? I do not know. High Sortino, high alpha stocks are the reasons that I've mentioned. I don't think it's going to come from the UK. You don't have enough stocks to pick from. In 1999, my first Financial Times column, I said I'm selling all my holdings uh, and buying only uh, US ones. That was in 1999, just because I had more choice. Not because I foresaw the tech boom. I didn't foresee it. I don't have a crystal ball, but because there was more choice. Okay, and I know the FTSE at the moment is rising a bit. There's a momentum. Each one of those bars is four hours. Okay, um, I'll just show you the S&P 500. That's tanking a bit. It's come off a little bit off the bottom. That's a short signal, by the way, to sell. All right, and each one of these bars is one hour. The reason I'm showing you this is to just give you a right up to the minute update. Uh, similarly with Microsoft, now uh, it's rising, it's come off a bit. Each one of these bars is four hours as well. And Apple just continues falling at the moment. Uh-huh, uh, four hour bars, right? So the market short term is taking some money off. So it's 40%, when you look at that, you think, no, 40%, impossible, are you bloody kidding me? Well, I don't think it's gonna be UK or emerging markets. I think the number of companies you've got in the US, it's not to do with the US economy, these companies are all global. It's to do with the fact that you've just got 10,000 companies for your SIP or ISA. If you can go to cash in bad years, is gonna be critical to try and get 40% per annum. But oh, if you're in cash, how do you get 40%? Not every year, on average. So in the bad years, you don't deplete your returns. So the average stays high because you went into cash because you had to. And you only need to do that once every six years based on, as I just already showed you, declining momentum. It wasn't to do with foreseeing the market or anything else. I didn't know 2022 was going to be a down year at all. Anybody who follows my YouTube and Telegram know. I said, I'm going into cash in January. And I said, I might buy more in February. And then February came around. We looked at the list and said, no, nah. then March, then April. That's how we ended up in cash the whole bloody year. And not because we foresaw it was going to be a down year. Uh, but just because every month there wasn't anything good and the month we went into cash was because the momentum had slid, as I showed you with Meta, for instance. And it slid not just in that, but across the board. Simple. Didn't require any foresight of the market or I'm cleverer than everyone else. Nope. If you monitor once a fortnight, I think. Uh, if good years make up for bad, so you're going to need all of these. If croaky stocks, because Goldman say that should give you 30% anyway. If you hold for 12 months and then reevaluate, as opposed to trying to trade the market or time the market, no, we're holding for 12 months, then we reevaluate. That's when your 40s come along. If sell anything which drops more than 25% from the high since you bought it, because you've got to get rid of the bad stuff. Otherwise, it could drop 80% like, like um, Meta did, Okay. So that's the only way it's going to happen. That's the only way it's going to happen. And and what worries me is, and this is an email I've shown you before from December, and this poor girl had her money with uh, Legal and General, which was a workplace pension. How often does that happen? 20% growth between 2012 and 2022. And I did a little campaign on TikTok to say to people, please check your pension. They are not checking your workplace pension. Your workplace pension 
has been chosen by your employer and your employer, I think, wants you to have a shit pension. So you've got to keep working because if you got 55 percent last year by having the Nasdaq, you might have retired this year and screwed the workplace up. I'm starting to get suspicious. That's why they pick shit workplace pensions. 20 percent growth between I don't mean per annum. She got it in just over 10 years between those 10 years. She didn't even get what the FTSE gave her. OK. Over 10 years. This is what she should have had if she just even tracked an index, let alone anything else. You just tracked the NASDAQ. 100K would have been 482,000. You might say, no, that's too sophisticated. Fine. If she just tracked the S&P 500, 100K would have become 200 and quarter of a million pounds. If she just tracked even the UK, well, she would have had an extra 24 grand after 10 years on 100K. Jeez. Come on, 10 years of her life. I don't even want to think how hard she was working for those 10 years. And she could have been compensated, not with 24 grand, the 20 grand she got, she could have been compensated with an extra 382,000 pounds over those 10 years. It's not a bloody game show. Oh, look what you could have won if you got the right answers. But it's becoming like that. And that's why I have my campaign to teach people, uh, well, first of all, to look at their bloody pensions. My approach is only going to be suitable for people who say, well, actually, yeah, I do want to look at that spreadsheet. I do want to then pick my stocks for 12 months and I just want to monitor it for five minutes every two weeks. And I want the transparency of knowing that I selected them. I can see what's happening at any given moment. I pick the broker and so on. They want that transparency and control because the fund managers are giving me 4%. That's what my program's for. And everybody else who say, no, no, not for me, that's fine. At least they'll be educated on here. We put all those stocks in, value, growth, income, cash, all those factors, 12 months and hold. 15 to 40 stocks, usually 15 to 20, to be honest, uh, most people will have. So how did we do for all this bragging last year? Now, somebody asked me this earlier. They said, oh, two people asked me who were on the program and said, oh, show us the performance again. I said, well, okay, the market was up 25%. So here are some disclaimers how we did. How we did last year, I might not ever achieve again in my lifetime. I'm planning to live a long life, but I don't think we'll do it again. Okay, so just so you know. And I'll tell you what we did last year in a second. The market was up 25% on the S&P. The Nasdaq was up 55%. So let's just assume that's never going to happen again. So that's going to make it harder anyway for me to achieve what we achieved last year. The following is US stocks. We do select LSE and European, but I don't buy those. I just select them and show you them, but I don't buy from that list. I only pick my further filtered final list. So what we do is we take the Excel spreadsheet and then we filter that down a bit more to narrow that down the numbers we did a little tie break on tie break on discount cash flows and so on they had the macd rising they included my quality five which you might say well that was lucky my quality five since 2016 have been the two m's and the three a's meta microsoft apple amazon alphabet the only time i don't hold them is as in 2022 uh you saw if the macd is falling below its signal line then on a monthly i don't want to hold it during that period and so uh, last year that didn't happen we were in again so it was those and any special situations we came up with in january of last year so we're taking that that now if my students joined in february they wouldn't have got the same results if they joined and didn't pick all of these they wouldn't have got the same results if they some didn't pick the quote they said no i disagree with you or they didn't do the special situations that's fine they wouldn't have got the same results so from january to december and i'm not including the ones we did at other times in the year like intel costco adobe i'm not including if we put more money into some rather than others no pretending equal weighting Okay, and I'm not including leverage because that'd be unfair. And I'm saying this is not typical. Yeah, I know a lot of caveats. Much of 2022, for instance, was in cash. Does not mean any of these will be held in into 2024. So how was our return? Yes, I might never repeat it again.
might never repeat it again. That's what happened. And that's where it came from. Notice, like the billionaires, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and all the rest of it, there's a concentration into companies. Notice that despite all of that due diligence, we still had one which didn't make money. Tapestry. Freaking hell. What the hell? That still did. And you might say, wait a minute, why are these numbers so low? Yeah, because by the end of the year, we don't trade our investments. Once you're in, we don't look at these anymore. We don't need to look at these anymore. Once you're in, it's 12-month holding, or does it fall X from the peak? I mean, some of them, like NVIDIA, as you know, I still own. Okay, as you know, and I mentioned on here some of the others I own. Um, MedPace, we're out of now uh, because, for the simple reason, it was uh, 12 months or up. It wasn't even one that I'd even looked at. I thought about it. Uh, you know, wasn't one which was on my radar, like Sterling Infrastructure. Not heard of it before. Um, so you can't really take that into a typical year. This is how you sack your IFA, take a picture. You just politely tell them. What the hell, mate? NASDAQ's up 55, S&P 25, and you gave me 5%. How do you expect me to be happy? Piss off, sling your hook. For those who've never done this before and want to know, and I'm going to come to the questions in just a second, okay? I'm going to come to the questions in just a second because there's quite a few questions and then I'm going to wrap up. Uh, this is what you do. You open a SIP or ISA. It could be Barclays, could be Hargreaves, Nasdaq, could be AJ Bell, could be Free Trade. I don't care. Um, but they're all much of a muchness, Okay. You go online, like opening a bank account. It's that simple. And then you open a SIP or you transfer your old pension from your workplace or wherever else. Never transfer a defined benefit because they're really good. So never, don't touch defined benefit, okay? Just so you know. Uh, whoever you're transferring to, whoever you choose, whether it's Barclays or Hargreaves or whoever, uh, you just click those buttons. They do it for you. And then you open a SIP. And then once you and, and there's other companies, this is from Free Trade. I've taken it. Download the app, open a pension, complete this transfer form. Uh, these are the rates. They vary. That's not 0.45. It's actually capped, for instance. So Free Trade, who did this table, have been telling a little few porkies uh, in that the, the fees aren't 1.5. They're actually capped. But it's stupid for interactive investor not to make all these things clearer and Hargreaves Landland to make it clearer. So it's their own fault. Uh, and how do you then buy the stocks? Once you've opened the SIP, you just say, I want to buy in a company, Microsoft, whatever, £500 worth, and you place a deal. Most of you know how to do this, but I just thought I'd show it for those who don't. Um, this was May. This is by December. Broadcom was an AI pick. I started doing this now for fun. And you can see in May, I'd put this on my private Telegram channel. Uh, okay. And we put that in. I'm very proud to be using all of this. And there's a big article about me. I'm a business insider. Uh, and I spoke at the Financial Times event for Inv uh, Investors Chronicle on how I do this as well. So that was interesting. But it's more for fun for the moment. Okay. It's more for fun. Be careful of your pension fund managers like Scottish Mortgage. This is them losing 50% in 2022. I told you, they can't go into cash. So they have to lose your money. And they won't tell you, sell us, don't own us, own cash. They won't do that. So what did they do? They lost. They went from around 1,500 to around 750. That's your pension. Woohoo! In one year. Now, IFAs will defend that. I guarantee you, you speak to any IFA, they'll defend it because they're idiots. Uh, so, what's the checklist? This is your checklist valuation, growth, income. I've overshot by two minutes. Forgive me. I'm going to wrap up in a second. Momentum. You need to be ticking those boxes. You need to get the data and tick those boxes. If you're not, 
then don't attempt this because then you're just gambling because you don't have all the information. Okay, so if you're not able to tick the valuation box, the growth box, the dividend yield box, some of the other things like croaky, th these, basically these. If you're not ticking these, forget Altman and all these. I put those on for students because they like more information, some of them. But if you're not ticking those as a bare minimum, as a bare minimum, uh, then you've got an issue. If you're only looking at, say, MACD on the monthly, you've got an issue because you're gambling. It's like crossing the road with your eyes closed. You're going to get false positives. Okay, so I need those done. Monitor them frequently, maybe five minutes every two weeks. 12-month holding period, 15 to 40 stocks. If it drops 25% from the high, or you might decide a smaller amount, but definite rule, 25% from the high you get out because it stops owning things like Meta, okay, which drops so much. Um, it seems they all charge on currency transactions when you buy US stocks. Uh, no, because actually those numbers look high, but when you look at the cap that they do, and if you look at, say, an interactive investor, they actually hold it in currency. So if you're buying stocks now and holding them for five years in US dollars, you've only got the transaction fee once, and there's a cap to it, depending on how much you're paying, uh, how much you're buying. So it actually looks more expensive than it is, uh, and it is a bit off-putting. They're idiots for making you put, be put off. I would say between 15 to 40. Once you've got over 40 stocks, you're over-diversified. It's just unnecessary. Um, Warren Buffett has about this many. <laughs> Bulk of his money is in about the first eight. But I think that's a bit too concentrated uh, for my liking. And 50% of his money is in Apple. But a bit too concentrated for me, I'm afraid. Uh, he does have good dividends from other stocks. So it's not comparing like to like. Assume you plan to invest over 10 years. Now, I want you to do some maths for me. Uh, assume you plan to invest over 10 years. And let's say with everything I've just taught you, you get, you make an extra 20%. Not guaranteed. Some years you might make more. Obviously, I'm trying to make 40, but you might make more. Some years like 2022, you make nothing. Some years like last year, you do significantly better because the markets were better. Okay, nothing extravagant, nothing pessimistic. Right. Let's say you've got 100K in your SIP, ISO 401K, and you plan to add a bit of money each month. Then the idea is 10 years, 100K should become a million. This is what it should look like. 10 years, 100K, whoops, becomes a million. All right. Uh, so 900K you've made on it. Now, the way pension funds are going, that 100K over 10 years, you saw with the other person, that's going to make you 24,000. So were you to do that return here, you'd have some 880,000 pounds more, 876,000 pounds more, 876,000 pounds more than what over 10 years that one lady got. You might say, well, that lady's probably pretty unlucky. She only got 20% rise in 10 years. Go check your own pension and see what they're giving you. These are the numbers. And is it then worth the effort to check your pension every two weeks? I think then it's worth the bloody effort. Okay. Uh, these are some of my past and present paying clients. Okay. I think it's then worth the effort. That was my book launch. We've done 18 of these. If you want to download a free copy of this and get an understanding of everything that I've just discussed. And so I relied on three economists, Daniel Kahneman, Richard Taylor, Eugene Femme. They all went on to win the Nobel Prize in economics. And I took the croaky from Goldman Sachs Wealth Management. It's all detailed in here. When I was presenting my show on Bloomberg, I explained in this book why and how that won't get you the you know, that'll make you panic because it's entertainment we're doing, financial entertainment. 
Okay. Uh, a few more questions. So I am, those are the books. So alpishpatel.com forward slash links, and there's a link on there. It'll take you to a website where you can download the book. Okay. Uh, it's all free. You've got to put your email address. Sometimes people go, oh, I have to put my email address in. Well, make one up, you know. Um, and I think you can be better than fund managers, overpaid fund managers, that, like that numpty. 2004, Financial Times, Patel is top FTSE forecaster. That's me. That's him. And that's the bloody editor's cat, which did random number generation. The market gave him, uh, people gave him £9.2 billion to manage between then and there. That is like the post office scandal. One thing I'll guarantee you, if you defraud people, make them lose tons of money, even put them in prison, make them destitute through their pensions, you will not go to prison if you're in financial services. You caused the financial market crisis in 2008, destroy people, make them homeless, remove their mortgages. If you're in financial services and you've done it, you will not go to prison. You are guaranteed to get out of jail card if you are in financial services. Yeah, and then tell me why. They're, tell me they're not encouraging us to gamble with other people's bloody money. That's why I want a different kind of asset management company, unlike a St. James's Place. I want you to manage your own money and you keep hold of your own money. You just get the data and you get the education so you can do it yourself. Simple as that. These, by the way, are what the gurus own. Don't go and buy it just because they own it. Bill Gates and Goldman Sachs. You can see it there. Take a photo if you wish. Okay. The reason I'm showing you this is to say to you how concentrated the portfolios are. As Warren Buffett said, put all your eggs in one basket. Watch the basket. Feel free to take a photo. Um, have I analyzed? Shan, I have analyzed Palantir. I can go back again. Um, it wasn't clear cut for me. I mean, overall, good cybersecurity company. It just got overhyped in the short term and then fell off again. Um, out of all the which one was the most impact or is that a silly question? Um, I'd probably say value growth income and the MACD are the two most important value growth income and the MACD. I'd say Crokey, less so, Sortino, less so. Uh, I would say rough and ready. It's actually a good question, though I can see why you think is that a silly question. It's actually a good one. Uh, but I'd say value growth income and uh, MACD. That's the Crokey. That's Goldman Sachs, that's their sort of, R, I call them their R&D division, quantum database team, um, part of their global investment research. And that's the croquis formula. Uh, and there's the evidence, 30% per annum uh, based on this, If for companies in the top quartile. If they weren't in the top quartile, they didn't do it. Okay. And in some years like 2008, nobody got that. No company got 30%, but as a basket, 30% per annum. Uh, and that's what they showed me. I took the slide. Uh, because it was that bloody good. Will great investments ever be affordable for new uh, investors? Yeah, I've made it into, I'm going to show you in a second. I've made the program, I've extended the installment period so it makes it affordable each month uh, by reducing the uh, the installment period. Sorry, increasing the installment period. I'll just show you that in a second. Uh, is it performance company month? But there you go. That one, please remember that. That's the important bit. Actually, all of this you can forget. It's just that other bit. Okay, and with cash, I've already shown you that. Uh, this is a typical portfolio I get sent. I get sent dozens a week of people saying, can you have a look at the portfolio and just analyze it, just educate me on it. And I point out the companies and the huge gaping holes in their figures and why they're underperforming. And then I point out that their IFA has shoved them in a whole load of funds, which is fine in itself. And then I say to them, if you forget the T-bill ones, but the ones and how they're underperforming. And I rip out the funds and show them this is your performance and usually the problem is that the funds are sprayed and prayed into 50 different individual stocks so even if they get it right and buy a microsoft they put 0.1 percent in it uh, and the other problem that they often have is of course once you account for the longer term and the once in six year falls 
that destroys them because they've dragged it all the way down again, like snakes and ladders. So it's pretty easy to criticize them. A bit unfair, actually, that I'm crit criticizing them because those fund managers are corrupt. Uh, they they say they won't say sell my fund. They won't say go into cash, sell my fund. I can't go into cash, but you sell my fund. They're not going to say that. That's corruption. Even if they know it's going to be a shit year. And tell me this. Uh, they dropped 50% in a year and they couldn't see that coming. Well, that's fine. They couldn't see it coming. So they're rubbish. Or they didn't have any process to protect against it. Then they're rubbish. They're designed to fail. Uh, it's like, I don't know, maybe their portfolio management tool is done by the same company that the software for the post office. Uh, this is another typical one, okay, uh, I'm afraid. And they're a lot like this, Bruin, Dolphin, Scattergun, not Spray and Pray. You've got Scattergun, thousand different companies. This is a typical of the emails that I receive uh, from people who then become clients. And I want to take more from St. James's Place and everywhere else because, quite frankly, it, 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 it's a shit show out there. Uh, and we've got some with large portfolios, 4 million, 10 million, and so on. We've got some who've made million plus uh, but that's they get given the data so they know which are all green we filter it and then handhold them through it and i just tell you so i want to create uh, an alternative asset manager to say st james's place a company which is floated on the stock market but instead of taking your money and fund management and charging you fees not charge you fees and not take your money you keep your money and you don't pay fees instead you get the data and the information, the education, and the access to me. Well, the first 250 get the access to me. After 250, and we're still within that. Uh, after 250, there'll be other people to train me because I can't do everybody. Um, this is one of the people. She used to work for me as my assistant when she was 21. After two years of working for me, she joined Newton. I can train anybody to manage their own money, let alone manage billions. Uh, and Naomi is an example of that. These are the problems that people face. I'm going to answer a few more questions. Uh, as you know, it sort of developed this when I was at university. The whole approach came about. And in the books I've mentioned, Eugene Famer, Richard Thaler, Daniel Kahneman, I just stole from the best. I'm riding the coattails of companies which perform. I didn't make those companies like Microsoft. I'm riding the economic research and the data research, which I published in my books from Nobel Prize winning laureates. I'm not a Nobel Prize winner. Uh, and I'm taking the research from departments like Goldman Sachs on things like Crokey. I didn't invent croquis. I don't think I could. I don't think I'm smart enough to do any of those things. I think I'm clever enough to just simply put it together and let them do it. It's a bit like my five-year-old son saying, Daddy, print all those numbers out, now color them. And he sits there while I do the donkey work. So I'm happy for Microsoft to do the donkey work and the inventing and Goldman Sachs to do it and the Nobel Prize winners to do it. I'll just take it and then say, right, I want to buy that. I want to buy this. That's my approach. Okay, it's been my approach in life. It's not particularly noble, uh, but there you go. That's the problem. We don't have the one-to-one -one education where people are taught, so they're empowered. And when I say education, I don't mean reading tons of books. I'm talking one-hour tutorials with me, and you need about two max to be educated enough because once you've got the data and you know what the data does, that's it. Okay, so two hours education with me, although I'm there for life, should you need me, that's why you don't have to pay fees. Because once you've had the two hours education, remember, imagine if I said, no, you've got to keep paying forever. Hang on, you gave me, you know, I only needed two hours education, I'll pay, and the data. How much did the data cost you? Well, you know, you've got to pay your share. What, that much? So that's why I don't 
do the fees. And that's an alternative asset manager. That's my ambition. When I'm on TV, that's what I'm talking about. I've had some great reviews from peers over the years, for many, many years, continuing up till now. Uh, and I thought, you know, from hedge fund managers like Bernard to CF American Express, Stock Brokerage, Yvonne, BBC, um, um, Coots Wealth Management, Financial Times, Peter Temple, and so on. So I thought, you know, we should use this. And great reviews from clients. ArpishPatelReviews.com is where you want to go to see that. So if you do want to be part of the program and you like what you've seen and the explanations, do let me know. I know I wish I all had four pound cheaply months ago. I would make it more accessible. Fine. Do you use websites like Visible Alpha and Seeking Alpha to help with company research? No, Maria. I take the data straight from source from the stock market who get it from the companies themselves. Because once you take the opinion of a third party, uh, and somebody else's, then it's a different strategy. It's hoping to be right. It's guessing. It's gambling. It's speculation. Oh, I think AI is going to do it. No, we take the data. It's very simple. We take the data. Data, not narrative. Data, not narrative. On webinars, I will not 40% off. Uh, my ambition is to get to 250 people, and then we're about 210, 215. Uh, get to 250, and then take in venture capital investment. Actually, my wife met one of the biggest venture capitalists this uh, today, one of the biggest venture capitalists in the world today. So I can't wait to get home and speak to her about it. Uh, and then eventually float it and make it bigger than St. James's Place Capital because I think St. James's Place, are, they've got 900,000 clients. I think we can take them. That's the benefit. And we worked out, well, what would it be worth? Well, what if it was a 15% uplift on a portfolio? What if it was 20% on a 100K portfolio? Well, then that's 20,000. Uh, that's one way of looking at it. That's one way of looking at it. Uh, but you've got it for life. What if it was 20%? What if it was, I don't know, 20% uplift on a 200K portfolio? That's 40K. So it was really difficult to know how to price these things. Um, I said to people, well, you can have a look at what's in my portfolio and have calls with me, but really I want you to be selecting it. I'll share with you on the Telegram channel what I happen to own. Uh, and if and when I sell stuff. But actually, it's not about copying me. It's about looking at the data and knowing, ah, these are the things that I should look for. Alpesh, how does this look? That's what it's about. And if you do want to read Crokey and see the slides, that's all in there. Most people don't. They just have the call with me. They have the one-to-one -one tutorials with me. And that's it. So we were thinking, well, okay, let's say you get a 20% return extra than you would have done with your pension fund on a half a million SIP or ISA. So you've got 500,000 in your SIP rise and you get a 20% better return. Not in a year, whatever time frame you want. Maybe in a year, maybe in two years, maybe in three years you do 20% better than your pension fund manager. Well, that's 100K you've made that you didn't have, an extra 100K. That's the way I looked at it. And that's why I think we can take St. James's Place because they're going to keep delivering 4%. And there's somebody who knows a lot more than them who doesn't use that, their approach of which is going to shove it in a load of high fee charging funds forget the fees just a load of funds uh that does not make sense to me uh that is where you can join the program if you wish and we've had a hell of a lot of people coming on i'm going to limit it to the first 10 they're also going to get lifetime access to me and a one-off fee um that's the installments and a one-off fee however however um in future, when we get past 250, which is not at the moment, there will be other people teaching, but that won't apply to you guys. For the first 250, it's still me, because uh, I want to prove the content to uh, to venture capitalists that this content works um, uh, as well. Uh, I've got some good news. 
It's less than that. It's less than that. I've got some good news. It's actually that. So there you go. There it is. Um, it's that number. So there you go. The other number was higher than needed because um, we've uh, extended the installment period. You get instant access anyway. So there it goes. Hopefully that's more affordable uh, for people. Anyway, you go to arpishpatel.com forward slash shares. And the presentation's gone. Okay. And that's where you'll find it. Uh, so it's not that. It's less than that. So that's good news. Even less than that. Uh, I think the program gives you all of this. And I think that's what makes it different. Now, I've explained the market in the weekly updates that I do. Uh, and hopefully that all that free education helps you anyway. But I think the private investor is the closest to getting all of this done. That's you. The one thing you lack is the proven process and the research behind it. Okay. Plus, some of you want the lifetime handholding, which you get from me. Uh, the IFA is nowhere near any of that. That's why you're screwed. And the fund manager misses loads. If you want to know why your pension's underperforming and why it's so much so easy for me to criticize, that's the reason. I get somebody asked me on Twitter, they go, well, these expert managers, they can't even beat the index. What makes you think people can do it? I said, well, that's because they can't go into cash once in six years as they need to, as you saw. When the markets rise, all boats rise anyway. So that's not a problem. It's when they fall, they're never going to tell you to sell. And that's only once in six years, whatever. So there you go. That's the other reason. It isn't that, oh, we got the... See, very often, it's not that somebody got a stock which didn't rise or they didn't get the biggest risers. It's neither of those things. It's that when it fell, they didn't know to get the hell out. They didn't have that simple process for exiting because they didn't get the data on it. Plus, sometimes, yeah, they make stupid mistakes. Our job is to stop you making stupid mistakes by showing you um, by showing you all the stocks which aren't really suitable. Now, some good ones will be thrown out of that, but that's fine. We only need 15 to 20 in our portfolio, uh, which will be good enough, okay? That's what we need. We need 15 to 20, which will be good enough to be in our portfolio. It's gone blank for some reason. Uh, let me just show you that. Oh, that's why, because I made it go blank. Uh, that's the thing. Now, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to ask some more questions, answer some more questions. Uh, it's a steal for someone with 4 million portfolio. Uh, it's a steal for somebody with a 100K portfolio, actually. The smallest portfolio we've got somebody was with 100K. Uh, I know, I wish, oh, there we go. Do you use uh, websites? No, uh, agree. Doesn't make financial for me, but would love to join. We'll be happy with nothing to invest. No, that's fine. We can do it in the future. Phil, I uh, pay for the additional yearly subscription. Julian, um, is there a pay way to access your current stock no i mean this is the only way i've done it at the moment um we'll get some right shan have you palantir chris coyle out of all the metrics um let me know oh chetan uh please can you review scottish widows as they're showing 43 percent growth over the last five years as an employer workplace pension i'll have a look at scottish widows can you send me which one of their funds it is i've done a scottish widows um, so if they're showing that much, I'd be very interested to know which one it is. Uh, but yeah, I've done Scottish Widows on my YouTube channel, one of their funds, uh, but happy to do the one you're talking about uh, as well. That's not a problem uh, uh, to, to look at that on a workplace pension. Happy to have a look at uh, five years on that. They've done, uh, you said, 53%. Okay, so they've uh, basically underperformed over those five years, the NASDAQ, the Dow, and the S&P 500, 
over those five years. I don't think I need to actually review them uh, if that's what they've done. They'll look great compared to the UK market because uh, the UK market's gone up quarter, uh, sorry, 25% in that five-year period. Look, it's fine. You might say, I can't be bothered. I'd just rather have less. Just moved out of uh, Aegon Alpesh, fair enough. Chetan represents from our employer pension provider. Scottish is visiting our offices for a drop uh, drop in session. Let's see if they can answer why your pensions have increased 25% over the last year. Um, yeah, no, find out. Ask them. Let me know if you want me to come into your office and speak to your employees about what questions they should ask their workplace pension provider. One of which, several of these. Okay, here's what you ask your Scottish widows person. Why have you underperformed? the major global indices which have done the best. And they'll say, oh, because we, we we didn't target those. We were looking at shit indices instead. So that's why we did crap performance. So ask them, why did you target shit indices then? Secondly, why weren't you in cash? Because they can't. Then ask them, what's the sharp ratio mean? And what does the Sortino mean? And they won't know. And they're simple volatility measures. Just ask them those four questions. You'd be shocked at how embarrassing it is. Uh, but you mentioned that we all look at some other stocks from healthcare, et cetera, for new picks. Um, yeah, I did, didn't I? Uh, let me pull that up. Let me pull up something from healthcare. Oh, it's getting late. I'm going to have to go in about two minutes because I want to say bye to my son before he goes to bed. I'm traveling on Friday. So I want to crack catch him united if my wife isn't already asleep, otherwise I'm in trouble. Okay. Uh, if we take healthcare and you take an example like United Healthcare, all right, uh, as an example of that. Oh, wait a minute. How can I find return alpha of a stock easy? Um, I don't know. Google it. it we, I take the data. I use the formula uh, from the raw data and the price data. So you'd have to take the price data and then... Uh, get the alpha off the back of that. Uh, United Health Group. Yeah, so I, I, at one stage I thought, yeah, healthcare might be the way uh, this year. And this is a special situation from, oh God, July 2023. And it's kept up in that trend. It's fallen off a little bit recently. That's the projection. I, uh, uh, and I think at the moment it's neutral, going sideways, might rise up. But I, there hasn't been a big shift into healthcare. Today it happened as a sort of, uh, I suspect Bitcoin might have gone up today as well, as a sort of diversifier away. And I know a lot of the banks like it, but it's not one which, you know, if you ask me, would you continue holding? Yes. Would you buy more today? No, I'd rather wait. It's just going sideways and there's other fish in the sea. Uh, would I sell? No. What about the fact it's fallen over? Yeah, but it's not sort of going lower and lower it's going sideways so that's fine that's how i'd look at it and that's in, that's uh, symptomatic of most most of those um uh, 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 let me see arpesh fantastic content as always maria thank you so much arpesh that's my first webinar oh fantastic no do come back do come back when would you stop doing these kinds of updates i'm guessing once the venture capital side of things um no i quite like doing talks and stuff and i get asked to do more and more um so i'm a bit selective i quite like doing these it makes only an hour of my time my team send me all the data beforehand they know what to send um i go on we press a button the lights go on press another button things happen i can do the recording so, so i quite like doing these i think I'd, i think i'd continue i mean i quite like you know look i quite like being a top voice like bill gates is i don't know what people's opinion of him is i mean i'm I think it's all right. Uh, uh, I quite like being a top voice on LinkedIn. I just like being out there. Uh, it's like I quite like writing books. 
I'm not going to write anymore. I'm done. Um, this is a good alternative. So yeah, I quite like sharing my knowledge. It makes me feel wanted. Old people want to feel wanted. Ask your grandparents. You know, they just want to feel wanted and listened to. Uh, not, oh, grandpa, what, again, more advice? Didn't ask for it, did I? You know, so that's why I do it. Uh, do you only buy S&P 500 or any US stock? Any US, not just S&P 500. Okay. Uh, guys, I'm going to run. Feel free to email me any other questions. Uh, but thank you all very much for being on the program. Enjoy the free content as well. Anything you want to see different, just let me know. For those who have joined the program, thank you very much. Uh, the webinar discount's only on the webinar. Outside of that, my time becomes more precious because it's less controlled, so the price goes back up to the full price. And if you want to see what that is, again, where's it gone? It's arpishpatel.com forward slash shares. Do. There it is. Okay, that's the backup site, and you'll see it there. And we've made it more manageable in terms of installments. Uh, but also, like I said, you just somebody once put it, um, they signed up last week and they said, Well, it was a no brainer because if I get even this much better than what my fund manager is delivering me over even five years, then this is a no brainer. I make that much more. Um, if you go to arpishpatel.com forward slash shares, I, I want all 900,000 of St. James's Place's clients. I won't get all 900,000. I'll get some from other places, but that's the ambition. Uh, and to show an alternative way of asset management where the people are in charge of their own capital, not paying away fees for the rest of their lives, getting the information, getting the data, and then doing it themselves and not having to pay for life. It's a one-off cost for now. In future... It might be that even this has to be some kind of subscription-based thing, especially when the VCs get their hands on it. Uh, but, yeah, in future, uh, that's what it'll be. Uh, but for now, it's it's just a one-off for people coming in now before we get to 250, and they'll have me for life. Um, so they're the charter members, as it were. That's where they get that special, special everything. Uh, but if you go on here, by the way, if you go on here, there's some really useful things um, which you can preview and C, uh, which includes, uh, da, 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 I wanted to show you the pension stuff. There's some pension stuff here. How much should you do to your business plan? No, 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 most recent, there's a pension stuff. Oh, here it is. Um, cleaning up your portfolio mess, and can you manage your own pension? Should you transfer from an existing IFA or pension provider? Um, and there's a whole load of literature I've taken from the industry in terms of how you make that physical move. If you're thinking, how should I manage it myself? Why is your pension losing money with fund managers? Really good. It's a really good video there, um, and, and it'll give you more insight into why it's losing money and why your pension's only up 20% in 10 years and the market's up 400%. Okay, thank you all very much. Uh, uh, thank you, Stan. No worries. Well, a lot of people do that. They just follow the videos. They make a shed load and they say, bloody hell, I made a shed load with you just following your videos. I think I'll buy. Uh, but that's entirely up to you. Uh, we're just proving a concept and it's a one-way street with no competition at the moment uh, of just picking people off St. James's place. Thank you all very much. I'm going to go uh, and I will see you next week. Next Wednesday, I will do the broadcast from... I'm going to be traveling. So from abroad, uh, I can't remember where I am next Wednesday, but yeah, from abroad, it might be from Bangalore airport, actually. <laughs> I think. Okay. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye.